It's okay. It's okay. He remembers specifically what happened last week. But for those of you watching that don't, when we last left our heroes, having made their way to the Wizard Grey's Tower, only to find him in the midst of a confrontation, the party assisted him in defeating a strange creature known as an Aeorian Reverser, a difficult foe that had the inherent ability to seemingly pluck healing spells out of the air and absorb it for themselves. Finding time to catch their breath, the party spoke with Grey about the child, crystal child found in a cavern a few days ago. It was then revealed to the party that the crystal child was in fact a polymorphed dragon, the seemingly first dragon to be born on Qatar. Grey offered to have a companion, Brazzy, further investigate the child and to meet the party in the garden found in the center of a diverse biodome to which Grey watched over. At the garden party, uh, at the gar at the garden, the party eventually made their way to a corral filled with racing pegasi, as well as a training course to which the pegasi are trained. After asking Gray if they could ride the pegasi, he suggested a race with some friendly wagers, including a secret prize. Placing their bets, Alara, Eli, Trix, and Ollie hopped on the backs of the pe their pegasi, while Pavo decided to race on his own. It was a fierce race, however, Eli ended up taking the gold, literally and figuratively. Following the race, it was was long before Brazzy arrived, revealing herself to be a massive adult brass dragon. And upon inspecting the child, she confirmed that it was in fact a dragon, and that it had been born in human form rather than a typical wormling. She then offered to take the party to be with its own kind, leading to a sad but necessary goodbye between Pavo and the child. Having completed their task, the party said their farewells to Grey before venturing off down the path, turning their attention to recovering Sir Hawk's lost friends. And so, our story continues. Leaving the tower behind, most of you reflect on the strange nature once more and give a little bit of consideration as to how it was so much larger on the inside of the castle, or tower. As each of you pass through the threshold, the natural sunlight hits your face, you feel more refreshed. Alara, a momentarily confusion sets in as time seems to lurch forward by a few hours based on the sun's position in the sky. You immediately notice a difference of roughly four hours between the artificial sun in the magical tower and the natural sun's position in the sky. With that said, having spent the time, you may all give yourself a long rest from the time spent inside the animal conservatory. Love it. I'll take that. As Things mentioned, an ass whooping in a second. You're gonna need this. As I had mentioned in our previous episode, it is roughly about uh, two o'clock at this point in time. What would you like to do? 
first I'd like Chris to go ahead and blow his whistle if he has it on him. Hype train, that's always a, a great way to start the day if you ask me. <laughs> Alright, so we're on our way, guys. Now do we are we on on our way back to the, the Sir Hawk is in the ruins, right? Oh wait. No, Sir Hawk is back at um, the Hawkins Institute. It's his friends that went right. to go find an artifact. We have that sending stone. Someone has it. I gave it to somebody. I don't have it. Not me. I don't have it. Are you sure you gave it to somebody? I probably mm. have it. I definitely, I definitely <laughs> gave it to somebody because I didn't want to mix it up with mine. I remember that and I feel like oh. I said I would take it, but I will oh, oh, say I have it. I'll go into my mind palace. Hold on. <laughs> you need a receipt yeah, when you're sending it. It went in the other, the other bag, didn't it? Is that my bag? Oh no, do I have it? <laughs> okay. You guys are amazing We're on inventory it. management. Well done. That's why I don't pick anything up. <laughs> Remember anything. <laughs> okay, we could just pretend that I have it. To speed things along. Sure, I let's say for the, the sake of, of the holding. narrative. <laughs> Whoa, where'd this out. come from? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Alara pulls the sending stone out of the bag. A bright hueish purple um, over top of the the sending stone itself. What would you like to do with it? Is it glowing? It has a bit of sheen on it from the sunlight, kind of um, passing through it, almost like a prism. Oh, that's pretty. I don't think we're just supposed to look at it. Try saying something into it. Eli will like try to put his ear to it to listen to. Maybe you rub it. I will rub it and say hello. hello. You rub the I'm stone. I'm gonna walk you... up and tap it. <laughs> <laughs> We're all fucking with it. Does anybody want to poke it with a stick? Uh, you know. So, uh, as you begin to speak into the sending stone crystal, you wait for a brief moment to see if there's a response. Unfortunately, nothing comes. Well. That's okay, because didn't um, Sexy Gandalf tell you that um, it had to be, like, close by anyways? It's ranged? Yeah, he, well, he mentioned the possibility of being on, like, an alternate plane, which isn't ideal. No. no we were um, into another plane before, in the tower. We're back on we? the same plane now. How do you explain the size of the what's inside the tower and the size of the tower itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. We should be on the same plane now. This magic stuff is complicated. Unless they're <laughs> on another plane, though. That's my All point. Right. Like, they might not be. Oh. Um, did Sirok say which way they went? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, you, gave, uh, he general... gave you guys a, a map um, of the general oh. area. Yeah, 
We have a map. They're looking for one of the keys. Um, they're supposed to be wearing the symbol of the Hawkins Institute, blue and yellow. Their names are Torrin and Thomas. They shouldn't be too far from where the tower is. That's what he said. Right. Okay. Well, All right, let's, let's, pull out, let's pull out the map. Who has the map? I think I that would do. be... <laughs> oh my god, we're the worst. <laughs> and and yellow wolf. There's three. Oh, there's three. Oh, oh yeah. Very good. Okay. Walking for roughly an hour, you find yourself at the crux uh, of a crossroad. Looking over the map received by the Hawkins Institute, you note that this would be the direction to which Sir Hawk's companions went. Do we want to just go for this, or do we want to talk to Birdie first? Because she did say, if, before we do anything, to talk to her. She didn't say before well, wasn't we that for the go next day. No, that was like when we're looking, because remember we, we busted out that other key? And then she was, we offered to help her, and then she was like, okay, but before you do anything, just talk to me or something like that. About what? I thought we were supposed to talk to her husband. Yeah. It was, no, she, she doesn't know about, you. she doesn't know about the Sir Hawk stuff that we're No, she doesn't. No. No, she, wouldn't she doesn't. Know. I think she was just offering to help in general. Isn't that like the other direction? From what you all remember from yesterday, uh, after speaking with Birdie, she suggested <laughs> that you speak uh, with her husband, Tancred, yeah. uh, to learn a little bit more about the more practical application uh, of the uh, archaeology division. She then told you that he was away on a mission and would be returning tomorrow morning. Mm. Oh, oh yes. So we're yeah. still on time. It's only two. So maybe we should just yeah do this. We're already first. out here. All right. We promised we'd look, so we might as well do it before we head back. Because I don't know. I don't really want to talk to him with no news. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it's an adventure, guys. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> what does it say? Turning away from the path that take would have taken you back to Trellis, you continue down this new road for roughly another hour. The ground begins to show more signs of overgrowth as you continue on. The ground beneath your feet begin to gurgle and creak as it becomes soggier and soggier, as you now realize you're headed into a marsh. The tree lines running alongside the path grow dense as a thick mist begins to flood the air in front of you. The further you travel down, the thicker the mist gets, making it difficult to see the path through the opaqueness. On either side of the path, the ground begins to sink downwards, eventually fading into water. The path eventually fades down into this water, but not before leading you to a long waterlogged plank that barely keeps itself together. As you look around, you now see a large clearing as the mists begin to lighten. A 
Across the clearing, you can see a number of land masses with makeshift bridges of the same type of plank that rests at your feet. On each landmass, you see the remnants of an old village long since forgotten to the, and lost to the wilds. Most of the buildings are, have deteriorated over time with vegetation sprawling through the remaining holes and cracks. In what you would assume is the center of town, a large stone temple ruin stands slightly taller than the other rundown buildings. Check that stone. Oh, the stone. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you wait for a I moment. The stone. <laughs> but still no response. Nothing sure we... Hello, help me, please. Are you sure we're going the right way? Uh, Lucy, do you know how to read this map properly? Because I'm pretty sure an archaeology dig would be dry, not wet. I don't know. You recall the last time I read a map for you guys? <laughs> I'm really good at directions. That's a good Remember? point. I always know where north is, so I can pinpoint us. Does it seem like we're in the right area? DM? Looking at the overall map, you seem to be dead center as to where that uh, Sir Hawk told you his companions had gone to. Yeah, this is where it is supposed to be. I could just call out. Hello! Ooh. You fucking <laughs> the damn bear. I was thinking it too. Yeah, I mean... If someone's in trouble, they'd hear that, and then they could say, ah, help me, and then we could go to their voice and help them. And whatever, yeah, and whatever (laughs) has them in trouble might hear us too. Well, we can't handle it. Can we hear, did anyone respond to it? She already called out. You received no response. What's in this temple? Yeah, let's walk towards it. Can I check it for traps? Well, you have to get there first. The whole okay. temple. I can't. <laughs> I want to check the, the entire marsh for right. traps. <laughs> we'll, we'll set up camp over here, that's and so you come back tomorrow when it's all clear. You that's know, Lara moved. Yeah. She used to be on the trap train all the time. I don't know. All of a sudden, she stopped doing it. Every oh, yeah. doorway, she'd be like, "I check for traps." Definitely might have been another campaign you're talking about. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, as yeah, Eli starts uh, single-handedly scavenging, sc- looking over the field for various landmines and traps. No, I meant the <laughs> door kidding. to the temple. Yeah. <laughs> Montage time. (laughs) As you all walk across these rickety bridges that seem to connect these large landmasses throughout this strange old village, you approach the last landmass before the temple ruins. You see a large willow tree on the bank. Suddenly... A quick flash of ruby red light bursts from an area close to the tree. As the mist clears, your eyes grow wide as you now see someone standing below the branches of the willow tree. Gasps leave a few of your mouths as the individual's face comes into full view. Pavo. The man you see standing under the willow tree is that of your old sensei. 
he smiles at you and tells you how much he's missed you and why you're following along with these undisciplined children. You could clearly, you're clearly better trained and so much wiser than the people that you travel with. You should do away with them and make your way back to the temple where you will be welcomed into the Brotherhood as a full-fledged member. Tricks. Yeah, uh, I think we found a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> now, am I the only one hearing this, or is everybody hearing them? Tricks. Okay. <laughs> you see the image of yourself. The image gives hey. a mischievous smile before speaking to you. Why are we wasting our time with these clowns? We could take it all from them and be rich. With all the weapons and money we've watched them collect, we could sell it and live any life that we wanted. These champions' weapons are probably worth way more than the bottle. All we need to do is take care of these chumps. Eli, you see the smiling face of your mother. She begins to cry tears of joy seeing you again. She tells you that she and your father are desperately in need and are in constant fight for their lives. They fought so long and hard knowing that one day you'll come and rescue them, but their strength can't hold out much longer. And these people you're with are only holding you back from finding them. If only you'd get rid of them so you could save your parents. Ollie, you see your father standing under the tree. A stern but proud look on his face. He tells you that you've done extremely well keeping your secret, but it's only a matter of time before it comes out. You should show mercy, as Ghibli would teach, and dispatch those that would threaten you here and now. Alcor, you see a woman with shimmering skin in front of the tree. She smiles at you and begs you to come home. To forget these so-called companions. Let the stars guide those that shine bright, and to forsake those to the, to the darkness where they belong. Lucy, you see the kind eyes of your mother staring back at you as well. She tells you that she and your father have both been worried sick about you. Your father has seen the arrows, errors of his waves and become proud of the man that you are becoming and that you'll be welcomed home with open arms to pursue anything you wish in life. But these people, they seem to hold you back. They're not of the same stature or extravagance as you are. And that a noble like yourself need to put peasants like these in their places, in the dirt. Lastly, Alara, you see the kind old face of your mentor, Resilian. He smiles and waves before telling you that the time has almost come. He's so very proud of all that you've accomplished as a chronomage on your own, that you're so close to finding the answers that you're looking for. All you need to do is get rid of those that clearly don't trust you. Show them what it's meant to be lost to the fates of time. I need everyone to roll a wisdom saving throw for me. I hope I fight you, peasants. 
Dress nicer next time. Oh, <laughs> oh god, I accidentally just clicked on the roll 20. Oh no, to see that again. 16. Did you say wisdom saving throw? Wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. 10. 11. 7. 13. Jedi mind tricks. Sorry, tricks. What did you get? 14. 14. And Lucy? 19. 19. So. Go off. I know my dad would never change. (laughs) (laughs) Lucy, Pavo, Ollie, and Trix. Giving yourselves a good shake, you close your eyes for a moment in disbelief of what you're seeing in front of you. As you reopen your eyes, you now see a small amphibious-like humanoid, almost frog-like, with long slender appendages bent down in a crouch position. He has opalescent white scales all over his body and a single devil horn sticking up from the left side of his head. He grins a devilish grin from ear to ear. So, you saw through my deception. It's no wonder that the price on your heads is so high. No matter. Ah, oh, well. If your friends don't kill you, I'm sure my sister and I will. A bit of a maniacal I'm laughter. Look over to... <laughs> Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, I look over to see who's seems to be entranced and stuff. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> as you look around, a maniac- maniacal laughter seems to ring out as two ribbon-thin tentacles rise up from the strange creature's back. The tentacles latch onto the upper branches of a tree, and with a quick jerk, he pulls up towards the tree line. As he rises, you can see a glowing ruby-red gem on his forearm. As he disappears from sight, you look to your companions to determine the best course of action, but it seems your friends have other intentions. Alara, Alcor, and Eli... Their eyes glow the same ruby-red light, and their face is now contorted with aggression and rage, with gritted teeth and white knuckles wrapped around their weapons. I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh, boy. What? No! At least this time, I want Eli's team. (laughs) I won't do it. Yeah. Oh my god, no. If anyone should have been charmed, it should have been me. I'm not good at combat. <laughs> uh, and Lucy's oh. on my team. Damn it. And I rolled a three for initiative. Guys, we're on the same team. What the hell? I'll be clear nah, at this so point. Now. There is no teams for those who are under a bit of an influence at the moment. Oh, it's before. Oh, they might they might be hitting each other and shit. God, <laughs> I can't do that. Nope. I'm not feeling about this kick. one. I feel like I lived it already. I'm feeling now, pretty good. Now, did that creature disappear out of sight, or can we still see him? Um, 
I will tell you momentarily, my friends. Okay. <laughs> Roll 20. I see that. Of course, they're all going to be oh attacking parents. What a neat little map. <laughs> And while we're rolling initiative and whatnot, uh, AC Delivers has done a wonderful deed for us and has offered us a little hydration prior to the the battle commencing. We all need it. Cheers. Before we murder each other. (laughs) How do you... All right. So, uh, Alcor. Oh, um... 16. 16. Alara. 12. 12? Yes. Pavo. 25. Trix. 9. Ollie? I dropped the deuce. All right. <laughs> Eli. <laughs> 11. Lucy. Three. <laughs> I this can't believe be I beat someone. <laughs> <laughs> We're all feeling super motivated. <laughs> all right. So at the very top of the round, we have Pavo. Okay. You now see your friends all circling around, a few of them uh, not having the strange glowing red within their eyes. But Alara, Eli, and Alcor look like they're frothing at the mouth, bloodshot eyes, ready. Hmm. Obviously, I'm going to assume that have to be that frog thing. Is he still in view? Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check, please, and thank you. It'll be a 20 plus a 28. With a 28, you do catch sight of him. He seems to be moving quickly through the branches. The thick canopy of the willow tree seems to cover him up about halfway. It's difficult to get a solid read on him. Does it look... I can't do too much of that. I want to fly up into the tree and try to engage with him. Okay. Making your way up into the tree, you try and... uh, land on a perch that just sits outside of the tree. As you do, you see a the image uh, or the silhouette of the creature bouncing through different parts of the trees. He lands but a few feet away from you, looking at you with a maniacal grin on his face. Is he within striking range with the spear? Uh, he's, uh, that's a 10-foot range, I believe. Mm, only if I throw it. I think the spear's still five Spe- foot. Spear's only five? Yeah, it's either close. I don't think it's reach, but it is so, thrown. Okay, so the, he would be just out of range. There is a another branch that sits a little bit closer, although it doesn't seem very stable. It at least seems a little thinner than the thick branch that you're on right now. Would you like to move over to that branch? 
take my chances, yes. Okay, go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. Dex, seven, eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, perching down on the branch, your talons wrap around it a little bit to get you a little stabilized. You hear a creak uh, as the as your overall weight seems to uh, pull down on the branch slightly, it steadies itself out. You are now within range. Like to attack him with the spear. Okay, go ahead and give me an attack roll, please. 16. 16. As you whirl the blade around, uh, trying to slice directly into the chest of the creature, it seems very nimble and is able to hop at the very last second directly over your spear, swiping directly underneath his feet, almost landing on top of your blade. He lands in a crouch position once again and continues to smile, letting out a bit of a chuckle at your attempt. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Just tell him to release my friends. That's it. Okay. He looks towards you and says, Now, what fun would that be? As he says that, uh, you stare directly into his eyes, but for a brief moment. They start to change and flicker a little bit. I need you to go ahead and make another wisdom saving throw for me. We're fucked. (laughs) Can't even look at this guy. That's a 19. A 19. Um, As the... Hypnotic resonation of the blinking in different eye over and over again. You cover your eyes for but a brief moment, trying to shield them from the attack of the creature. It doesn't seem to have any effect on you, my friend. Alcor, having now seen what you've seen and understand what's at stake, the ability for you to get answers and find the home that you look for. You now see your companions as only those who stand in your way. What would you like to do? <laughs> what would you like to do? Don't enjoy it. I don't know. I'll tell you what happens. <laughs> Let's see who he picks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are, how out of control are we? <laughs> oh god. Uh, You're like, in are control. We, to him. Are we like bloodlusting though? Like I'm trying to figure out if I'm just gonna talk shit and hide or if I'm gonna if I'm stabbing people. Like I need to know To the best you know what I mean? of your Yeah, to the best of your knowledge, these individuals that you've been spending your time with are clearly now the ones who are stopping you from finding your parents. Are they trying to kill me right now? Uh, no, but you are definitely trying to kill them. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. I'm glad we clarified that. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic news. Then I will cast Magnify Gravity between uh, Trix and Ollie. Get okay. the move. Shit, he's actually just going for the attack. He's not even gonna try to do something else. Aiden <laughs> shall have to roll for it. Uh, I believe that's a what deck saving that's a con throw. Save. Con that's save. A con save. Okay, yeah. Trix and Ollie, I need a Constitution saving throw from both of you. Oh my 
Oof. Six. Oh, five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No. He said, okay. Okay. <laughs> Roll all my dice. Yeah, I just figured out the loophole. They can't be mad at you if they kill each other's players. Oh my god. <laughs> That's uh, 16 damage. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Oh okay, I'm calm. <laughs> and right. their speed is half until the next turn. All right. What does that mean? Anything else? Uh, you can only move half of your movement speed. Oof. And I will change into my star form, Archer. Okay. <sighs> Alara, you are also under the effect of this blood rage. What would you like to do? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh boy. She wants to be okay. with her friends and curtsy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Oh my god. I don't know. How do I pick who to hit? Whoever you're closest to. Do you want me to roll it for you? Oh, look who's close. Yes, roll it for me. <laughs> I can't. Uh, all right. The uh, closest individual to you, uh, as uh, he seems to be the highest threat, you look toward Alcor. Oh. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. What about the Okay, well, uh, I guess I am going to cast... I don't want to... I'm I'm just gonna cast Scorching Ray at Alcor. At what level? It's a second level spell. <laughs> um Okay, so the first one oh, is a twenty-two to hit. Sure. <laughs> this is horrible. Okay, it's a natural one, so seven to hit for the second one. I'm guessing that doesn't hit. And that's 19 to hit for this yeah. third one. Okay. Raising your staff into the sky, um, it begins to, the, the orb at the end begins to glow an orange hue as you reach your hand up, pulling out the arcane energies from within it. Throwing them forward, they split off into three small strikes as they burrow through the ground for a moment. Alcor tries to dodge out of the way, but only at the last second as one f whips past him, the other two striking him up from the ground. Go ahead and roll damage. It's, uh, it's okay. It's only 12 points of damage. <laughs> oh, God. All right. This is the worst. <laughs> Alcor, flames burst over you uh, momentarily as parts of your attire begins to fringe and burn. Alara, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? All right. No. Eli. <laughs> also caught up in this bloodshot rage. What would you like to do? What is this thing I'm standing on? Is this something I can hide in? Uh, right now, you're standing close to um, a large shrub or bush. Okay. Uh, the f 
first thing that I'm gonna do, um, man, I'm still confused about like my my mindset. Like, am I? I'm actively trying to kill, so I should try to maximize my damage. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't ask that question. <laughs> Just give us a little love slap. No, 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 because it's an important question. Or am I just like whoever's closest? I'm like not rational. No, I would say you're absolutely rational. You know what you're doing. Okay. It's your emotions yeah. that have really okay. been affected through all of this. All right, then I am going to uh, attack Trix. Oh, just take me out. No. <laughs> No. So how far is she away from me, though? Because I might be at disadvantage. She's about, at 20, disadvantage. She's about 20 feet away from me. Nope, not at disadvantage. <laughs> uh, okay, so basically, uh, because of my piercer ability, I'm going to attack her with the, my chisel. So that is a 10 to hit. That hits me. It hits? What? What is your What's wrong with your armor class? No way. Wait, wearing that a towel? does not hit me. Okay. Wow. <laughs> 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 so then... I just, so just so had a brain hit. moment. I just had a brain moment. I saw you something close. <laughs> so that's my action. And I'm going to use a bonus action to hide in the shrub. All right. So as you... Uh, see that the the dagger doesn't seem to have any real uh, effect as Trix is able to move out of the way quickly. Trying oh, and to... I'll will it back. Sorry. Okay. As you um, as you look around once more, trying to get an overall tactical sensation of the battlefield at this point in time, you jump into the bush, now knowing that no one seems to be looking at you. However... Sneak attack. Uh oh. Oh, shit. Tricks. Out of the corner of your eye, you see your attacker jump into the bushes. Not exactly sure what's happening to you inside of your friend's head. You've now been attacked by two of your companions. What would you like to do? I would like to. I would like to cast suggestion on the amphibious guy. Okay. As you um. dig as you dig deep, you uh, try to conjure the magical energies, but you can't find the tie between yourself and your patron. Oh no. Is there anything else you'd like to do, Trix? <laughs> what is happening? I just say, fuck you, Genie. <laughs> All right. That will mend the relationship. All right. Yeah, okay. Jesus. Okay. And With that it. said, Lucy. <clears throat> um, Help me out with this guy. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty-five. All right. First off, I need to move closer to the dude. Which dude? Um, to the uh, to the chameleon uh, mind fuckery oh, guy. Man. Okay. You get to the you get to the oops, you get to the bottom of the tree. 
Okay. Can I see him? Looking up into the uh, the branches above, you can see Pavo engaged with this strange creature. It's probably still about oh. 20 feet away, or sorry, 15 feet away from you at this point. I would like to cast Suggestion. <laughs> um, right. And I'm just going to say, release my friends. And that is a uh, intelligent saving throw. I don't think it matters. Wisdom saving just throw. Double check. Yeah. Okay. You feel the side of your temple as you focus entirely on the creature above, seemingly engaged with Pavel at this point, to the point of where he's he's no longer paying attention to any other strikes. As you cast forward your suggestion, the ruby-red gem on the side of his arm begins to vibrate and pulsate with more light. He looks down towards you and waves a finger towards you. Tisk tisk tisk. Shit. Oh, crap. I think that's all I can do. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Did it all work? Right. I don't know. <laughs> From what you've gathered, it, no. it did not work. No. <laughs> Shit. It's a hard no. <laughs> Ollie, what would you like to do? Uh, could I take a torch and light it? I don't know if it's going to take two actions, but I want to take a torch, light it, and throw it into the tree. Okay. Starting nice. forest fires? Casually starting forest fires? <laughs> We're going to die. Fuck this you forest. Know, right you know, maybe, maybe I'll be distracted by it. We'll I plant trees later. <laughs> yeah, I think killing a devil-horned amphibious is... <laughs> All right, so as you uh, reach into your bag, uh, you pull out a torch. Uh, finding your flint and steel quickly, you try and light it. It bursts into flames uh, as you hold it in your hand. You look up towards the tree and lob it into it. Go ahead and make a ranged attack for me. Uh, eight. Eight. Uh, as the torch begins to spin uh, top over bottom, it disappears into the brush of the tree for a brief moment. You hear a few clickings and clatterings as, like Plinko, it bounces off different branches before landing at the foot of the tree. <laughs> Brutal. Is there anything else you'd like to do oh. on your turn? <laughs> Uh, I'll just hang my head in shame and the. <laughs> Guess it's a marshy area. This is not going well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the people not affected aren't doing anything. So much <laughs> failure. 
I tried something. I I tried to do the the thing from Harry Potter where Snape gets the like the fire in his eyes, but it was actually Quirrell. But anyway, I was trying to get fire in the guy's eyes. <laughs> so, as uh, as the torch flies through the air, Pavo you suddenly see a glowing ember just miss the side of your head as it flies over, hitting the branch in front of you, toppling down amongst the branches below. What would you like to do? Focus on the main foot target here. Uh. Pavo becomes a phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not rising from those ashes, tell you what, boy. <laughs> Just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, fried early. chicken. I'm going to continue going after this. I'm going to attack his gem, if it's possible, with the spear. Absolutely, you can attempt to. So, uh, swinging the uh, spear around once more, you try to... Uh, slash down, targeted towards the creature's forearm. Go ahead and give me an attack roll. Natural 20. Natural I... 20. Well done. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hitting the only the... one who does anything on this team. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the, the moment uh, of advantage as the torch seems to, in slow motion, bullet time action, fly over your shoulder, almost hitting the creature directly in front of you, causing him to lose a little bit of attention. You see this opportunity to attack, slashing down directly towards his arm. Go ahead and roll damage for me. Well, he needs more reason to think that we suck and he's doing all the work. So 15. He can kill us. <laughs> yeah, right. 15, and that's doubled? Yeah, that's doubled. Okay. It's only a D6. And you're using you're using the mortal champion? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Crashing down into the creature's forearm, it lets off a radiant glow, the spear itself, as it connects with the gem itself. You see it almost completely crack down the middle, looking like it's very badly damaged, barely holding on at this point in time. The radiant glow seems to have a little bit more of an effect on this creature. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Okay, that would be it. Seeing that, I want to take uh, my bonus action key point for Fury of Blows and take two more shots at him. Okay. Go ahead and roll an attack for me. I love Pavo. Well, that's a nine. So that will miss. And then the second one. 19 plus... So 26. The first he sees coming after the last attack, grabbing onto his forearm, cursing your name. He dodges out of the way of the first attack, but using your momentum, swinging around, you roundhouse kick, catching him in the side of the jaw. Go ahead and roll damage for me. Nine. As you resituate yourself on top of the perch, you see a few of the crystals in his arms seem to begin to fall out like little shards that fall down towards the ground. Alcor. Ready to release my friends yet? 
Oh, wait. No, it's not Alcor's turn. He yeah. looks towards you. Oh. Uh, another okay. grin across his face. The grin across his face slowly turns into a scowl. How dare you, Bert? We have ways to string you up, though. The tentacles on his back seem to flail upwards like two ribbons, uh, completely sentient of their own type, as they fly out towards you. One, you're able to dodge out of the way easily, uh, able to bat it to the side. The other comes directly at you. Uh, does a 18 hit? It does not. All right. So uh, the second comes flying towards you, <laughs> spinning your uh, spear around. You're able to catch it just on the side as it streaks lines past your face. A bit of sparks seem to fly off of it. Uh, you can feel the heat on the side of your face as the sparks begin to dance in front of your eyes, but are able to push it backwards. Down on the ground below, Alcor now taking your starry form. The rest of you see him now in his galaxy-like form, a night sky silhouette that cascades over him with points of constellations streaming throughout. What would you like to do, my friend? Uh, I look at Clara and I say, this is the answers I'm looking for. Why don't you want me to have them? And I would cast Guiding Bolt at her. All right. <laughs> oh, I can't do this. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> Fight it, people, fight it. That's uh, 17 to hit. Well, okay, yeah, obviously that hits. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so, so mad. As you pull back on your starlight bow, letting your bolt fly, it quickly and hits Alara directly in the shoulder. Alara, you feel an immense burning hot pain just completely envelop your entire torso for a brief moment, almost paralyzing you with the pain. Alcor, go ahead and roll damage for me. 20 points of damage. Did you say 20? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and reroll the character. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> I'm still up. As my bonus action, I will <laughs> put an arrow and shoot it. As she, and I'm assuming you're shooting this at Alara? Yep. Okay. She staggers back for a brief moment, holding on to her shoulder after the guiding bolt had hit her. Her other hand falls down to the side. You see a clear shot open directly towards the chest. That's a 19. <gasps> oh, no. Obviously that hits. Do I have to say it? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. No! <laughs> no! That's a 13. I'm... I, can't, I cannot do more. <laughs> I'm 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 down. I just I crumple and fall down. <laughs> With a furrowed brow of intensity and righteousness in your eye, Alcor, you pull out your starlight arrow, seeing your one opportunity to attack. Pulling back on the bow once more, you let it fly. 
Alara is hit directly in the chest, throwing herself backwards and onto the ground. For those of you that are not stuck in this strange hypnotic pattern, a bit of a tear starts to form in your eye, knowing the relation between the two and are gassed by what Alcor is capable of. Alara falls to the ground, no longer moving. Alara, darkness begins to overcome you as your vision begins to almost fisheye to a single point with just darkness filling in on the side gaps. I need you to make your first death saving throw. Okay, 14. 14. You focus on not letting the darkness overcome you as you push back in your mind trying to keep yourself relatively awake. Seems to have worked for you so far. Eli, hiding from your bush, you see the the arrow hit Alara directly in the chest as she falls down. But there's no remorse you feel, only the fact that another combatant has fallen in front of you. What would you like to do? I would like to, um, I'm going to use some of my movement, oh, let me, to move from five, why can't I click him? Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm having technical oh, difficulties. I can't bad, move him. Bad. Nope, that's my fault. That's my fault. One second. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, no one can Technical difficulties. There yeah. you go. Okay, there we go. Okay, I'm gonna go 5, 10, 15 over here, and then I am going to attack Ollie. Not our healer. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's the closest one. <laughs> um, okay, so that is gonna be, fuck, 24 to hit. That hits. <laughs> okay, and that's a, that's a sneak attack. Um, oh so... Shit. Well, technically, heal on this te- campaign. technically, you came out of hiding before making your attack, so it would be a sneak Okay, attack. but isn't he engaged with somebody else? Nope. No. No? Okay. Uh, then that is 10 points of damage, and then I'm going to use my bonus action to hide in the tree. Okay. Um, seeing a path just uh, just on the edge of the bank from one bush to another, you see this as an opportune time to make your strike. See, Ollie seemingly taken aback by Alara going down and realizing what needs to be done as someone who can help someone in that position. He is not necessarily focused on a, a flank attack uh, per se at this time. Running along the bank line Tossing your dagger directly out at him, it hits him directly in the back. Ollie, you feel a sharp pain just on the back of your shoulder blade for a brief second uh, before turning back and seeing the tail end of uh, a black robe disappear into the bush directly north of you. 
Is there anything else you'd like to do, Eli? Or no, you took your action. You took hide was your bonus action? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tricks taken completely aback by watching Alcor and Alara take a moment to attack one another. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to attempt to stab him with the creature, the amphibious guy, with my daggers, with both daggers. All right. Um, he is up in the tree at the moment, so you would actually have to climb up the tree first in order to uh, to get to that point. That's fine. I'm okay. And only your mountain goat. Okay. Uh, walking just a few feet to the base of the tree, you kind of kick the uh, still-lit torch out of the way uh, as you begin to climb up uh, on each one of the branches. Go ahead and make an athletics check for me. Okay. 16. 16. You continue to make your way up the tree, finally getting yourself to the point of where you seem to be side-by-side by by Pavo uh, at this point in time. While still a little out of breath from the climb up, you uh, most likely would have the ability to at least make a single attack against the creature. Go ahead and make your attack. Oh, I can only make a single attack? Well, you, to, my, you, you, I, I assumed I that you didn't want to climb. Exactly. Oh, it doesn't count as movement. No, when you're want, when you want to climb up something, that uh, that could be seen as an action, but I'll allow you to do it as a bonus action. Oh, okay. All right. So, okay. So, uh, that was twenty-five. Was my first roll to hit. You uh, slash across the chest of uh, of your cr- of the creature, um, catching it slightly off guard as it seems to still be entirely focused on Pavo at this point. You slice down the edge of the creature, seemingly drawing this oozing black blood that seems to seep out of the wound on its chest. Go ahead and roll damage for me. Seven. Okay. The creature now bleeding, holding on to its arm, seems like he's suffered and is in pain at this point. Lucy, what would you like to do? I'm just going to do that. Well, if you won't listen to reason, and I'm going to raise my hand up, and I'm going to cast Magic Missile at second level, and if possible, aim for the crystals on his forearm. Okay. Um... if possible. I would say... No, I'll allow it. I'll do a check if you want. Okay. I was trying to think... I know, I was trying to think of a Uh, check that would be appropriate for targeting, but it's magic missile. It's an automatic hit. He's already distracted. I'll allow it. Um, do I just roll once and then multiply it by four, or do I roll it four times? Uh, 
for I damage. have to double check, but I'm pretty sure it's just once and then uh, and then you multiply it. Yeah. Oh, good. 20 damage. <laughs> All right. So, so as, um, as the magical dart seemed to splash out of, of your hands, flying off into the skies like that of bottle rockets. They curve around like small missiles uh, coming back towards the tree, honing in directly on the creature. It smashes directly into the crystal, and as it does, the last pieces that reside within the creature's arm completely shatter, following from his arm to the ground. As each of the shards finally rest on the ground at the foot of the tree, your companions begin to stir once more. They stop and begin to look around. The red light in their eyes fade away. Alcor and Eli, you now realize what's been happening. It was simply a charm, and that these are the people that you can trust and fight alongside. The spell is now over. With that said, Ollie. Are we out of initiative? Yeah, I was gonna say. No, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Sorry, asked. Ollie. Looking around and seeing um, Eli begin to stumble out of the bush for a brief second, holding on to the side of his head, you look him in the eye. He no longer has the same look of aggression and bloodlust that he had once before. Quickly darting, looking towards Alcor, he too now is holding his head, looking directly at Alara, seeming, seeing what he's done. You can see a, a bit of panic strike across his face for a brief moment as you see Alara lying there motionless, her skin becoming whiter and whiter, whiter and whiter as the moments go by. What would you like to do? Is uh, the gravitational thing still affecting me? I don't believe so. No. It's only Dave? till the next turn. Or Alcor? I thought it was, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's only yeah, one turn. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to move to Ilara and I will use my. Um, and I'm assuming that you can't move the either, so bear with me for one second. All right. You can move again, Ollie. Hooray. Uh, and I'll use Spare the Dying on Elara. Okay. As you run to her side, you drop to your knees in right uh, as soon as you get close to her side, putting your hands over top of her. You focus on the good word of Gibble as you begin to recite the magic words that you know of. All right. And then uh, I will cast um, Shield of Faith on her. Uh, can you cast I don't that know as if a that bonus works action? If I'm still... Yeah, yeah, it's a bonus action. 
Okay. It left so, as a bonus. So you sorry, you used cure wounds on the first? No, I used uh, Spare the Dying. Sorry, Spare the Dying. All right. Um, as you put your hand over top of her, the, the wound seems to close up just a little bit. Uh, placing your hand on her chest, you can now feel that she begins to breathe once more as the shield begins to flow over top of her like a, uh, a soft, light, golden blanket that acts as a bubble protecting her once more. Alara, I believe your AC is increased by two. Yeah. Okay. Does Perfect. it work if I'm still unconscious, though? Well, He's the one concentrating work? on the spell, not you. Technically, yeah. technically, oh, okay. you're you're Great. not unconscious at this point. Uh, you have one hit point. Okay. So you begin to come to um, as the uh, as the shield. You, you see just a brief field of gold light uh, wash over your eyes for a brief second. You begin to open your eyes and can see Ollie now laying down beso- or uh, kneeling down beside you. Thanks, Ollie. I feel like shit. You look like shit. Don't mention it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> As, uh, as all of this is transpiring high up in the treetops, Pavo, you watch as Trick scatters up seemingly out of nowhere uh, and using her tenacity to strike at the creature. It cuts him wide open along the chest line uh, before an explosion of magic missiles seem to smash down into the creature's forearm. He begins to hold as, as it also now begins to bleed the black blood. What would you like to do? To finish him off. If I can. Attack him with the spear again. Alright. <clears throat> 24 to hit. That absolutely hits. As you, uh, slash towards him with the axe or the spear once more. You catch him just on his right side. He's able to move out of the way just slightly You're cut and cut open the side of his shoulder, causing a massive gaping wound to open up. That'll be for 12 points of damage. Okay. Alright. Is there anything else you'd like to do? If he's still standing, key point for Fury of Blows. Okay. Fifteen. Gathering all the energy that he seems to have left, he uh, dodges out of the first attack towards him. And a seventeen. As you try and pivot yourself once again to make the roundhouse kick towards the creature's head, he sees it just barely coming in as he just momentarily is able to make it out of the attack range. You feel a little bit of the hair that stands on his head caress just the bottom of your foot as it swings wide over top of him. Okay, that'll do it for me. 
the amphibious-like fiend, his tentacles begin to perk up once again, moving in a way that stops you from being able to hit him. He grabs onto higher branches as he begins to pull himself upward. Looking down towards you, Pavo, on the branches below, he looks to you. Well, that's no fair. You've broken my charm. You wouldn't gang up on a small creature like myself. You're such mean-spirited creatures. The creature speaks up a little louder as he looks over, um, over top of the branches and the trees. I suppose you are right, sister. My brain wasn't able to overcome, but perhaps your brawn will. Those at the bottom of the tree, standing on the land, you hear from the opposite side of the small island the sound of a large object being pulled onto the land. Emerging out of the water, you see a large half-woman with four thick arms and the lower half of a crocodile come up onto the bank. In two of her hands, she holds a long glaive. Her scaly skin is obsidian black with a single horn coming out of the right side of her head. She wears a tattered veil over her mouth and has a glowing gem embedded in her right shoulder. She stops at the top of the bank as you all look upon her now standing off against you, motionless for a moment. When sunlight breaks, what sunlight breaks through the mists gives a shimmer off her black scaled hide. She stares forward, brow furrowed. The sound of trees sways slightly in the distance is the only noise heard at that moment. A horrific thought overtakes you as you see hanging from her belt the crest of the Hawkins Institute. The otherwise silence is broken as she inhales deeply through her nose. Basking in whatever scent she seems to be picking up, she closes her eyes, but for a brief moment, as her eyes flicker open once more, they immediately target Alara. What a delicious smell your soul has. I think I'll take it. In a flash of movement, she's practically on top of Alara. Oh my god. Let's get you in here. Is that the right size? I drew her a lot prettier, I promise. And and she's wearing Crocs. Oh She immediately turns her attention towards I do not wear Crocs, she says. No. <laughs> As she 
brings her glaive upwards towards the sky, seemingly looking to crash down upon Alara. Alcor, you see the creature and have a brief moment of reaction. What would you like to do? Uh, sequence, sequence, sequence. <laughs> uh, I will cast... Touch with that touch. I will cast healing word on Elara. Using uh, a quick reaction, you. Um... Oh, it's just a re- it's just a reaction I have, or is it my full turn? No, 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 no. It's your full turn. Okay, okay, all right, yeah, I do that. I just thought, uh, sorry, poor choice of words in my description. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. As you leap into action, how about that? <laughs> Muttering a few words, uh, remembering, focusing on the constellations that focus on the healing elements of magics. You uh, trace a few sigils in the air with your hand. Go ahead and uh, roll healing for me, please. So it's uh, 12 uh, points of healing for Lara. Okay. Seemingly a, I will move. A, a starlight, uh, a, a small assortment of twinkles leave from your mouth um, as they move towards Alara and begin to spread over top of her. Alara, you can take 12 points of healing. Allowing you to regain consciousness a little bit more. Sorry, go ahead, Alcor. I will move to the to the left, but I can't I can't move. Uh, Sorry. And I will use my bonus action to to throw an arrow to the delightful new lady who joined the the, the fray. Probably should have set this up beforehand. Uh, you can go ahead and move. Where would you like to move? There we go. Okay. Right there. I don't shoot anyone. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I was on purpose before. Seeing the uh, two directly in front of her, she uses her two bottom arms to stretch out towards Alcor or uh, towards Ollie. Um, Ollie, I need you to make a either a strength save or a dex save for me. Okay, both the same. Jesus, uh, five, five. Um, for a moment, she grabs you with the two hands. You feel the hot, sticky breath of the strange creature underneath the veil, thinking that she might come in and try and devour you at that moment in time, but instead pushes you backwards. You fly back about ten feet, landing on your back. You are now prone, slowly making her way up towards Lara. The glaive comes up directly in front of her as it smashes down atop her. Sorry, give me a second. 
does a 14 hit you? That's my AC now. <laughs> All right. So, yes. Oh. Uh, with the plus two? Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> As the clave, glaive comes smashing down on top of you, you slightly move out of the way for a brief second as it catches you directly in your thigh. The um, blade can I use itself, my reaction? You absolutely can. To, um, I will use my reaction to um, use my time shift and force a reroll. Okay. So, as the blade is just about to enter into your thigh, just millimeters away from your skin, you focus on Resilient. You focus on the paradox of time book that you had found, as well as all of that you have learned so far. And as you do, the glaive seems to slow down. Looking around, the rest of the world is in slow motion to you for but a brief moment before it begins to spin backwards. She pulls the glaive up once more. Realizing what's about to happen, you try to reposition yourself out of the way of the glaive as it once more comes down towards you and hits directly in between your legs. Shoot. That was good, isn't it? Wait, Between like her legs, I think I missed. <laughs> oh, it missed. Oh. Okay. oh. If I didn't miss, I'd be like, concerned. oh, painful, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? The blade sinks into the ground at least eight inches from the power. Jeez. <laughs> nice reaction. <laughs> Alara. Yeah. Oh what would God. you like to do? Okay. So Oop. this person's within my like a five foot radius, then, right? Yeah, it's in about a five inch radius to you right now. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, um, is this considered a humanoid? Would I recognize that as Alara or no? Um, make a religion check for me. Okay. Uh, 18. While it stands a, a strange creature, you can tell that it gives off a faint aura of fiend mixed with humanoid. So would I know if a, hum- if a spell that works on humanoids would affect it? About halfway. It's a 50 50 shot. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I will just try it then. Um, I will just, I will cast hold person. Okay. That is a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 19. You succeed. Okay. As you attempt to cast your spell, it doesn't seem to have a direct effect on it as the ruby in her left arm, embedded in within her left arm, seems to once again begin to flash. 
Eli. Now, stumbling uh, in a bit of a uh, haze, you ahead. make your way just outside of the perimeter of the bush, still hidden from most of the battle happening, giving you a full view, trying to gather what exactly happened so far. I am going to start throwing daggers. Um... That is going to be a 28 to hit. 28 absolutely hits. Okay, and then that would be sneak attack, right? So I'm going to roll damage. Okay, so that is 11. And then... Fuck, just two points of sneak attack damage. Actually, okay. can I re-roll a sneak attack with my piercer feet? I don't believe so. When you hit a creature, I think so. When you hit a creature that with an attack that deals piercing damage, you can re-roll one of the attack's damage dice and you must use the new roll. So the, I can roll one, re-roll one of the d6? The attack damage, not the sneak attack oh, okay. damage. Okay. Because it's specific to okay. your class? Yeah. So the, then, uh, but wasn't that a, was that a crit hit? No, it wasn't. Sorry. As, uh, as the dagger smashes into the back of the strange female, uh, you see trickles of blood begin pouring out of her right shoulder blade. Is there anything else you would like to do on your turn? Uh, I'm going to bonus action hit again. Okay. That is another 28 to hit. Okay. That absolutely hits. The second blade flies into the back, hitting it in the opposite shoulder blade this time. Another nine points of damage. Okay. And you can go ahead and roll sneak attack damage on that as well. Oh, sweet. Four. Okay. The two blades now resting directly in the back of the creature. You are unable to call them back to you. Oh, no, because uh, my inter- I can still use an interaction, can't I? Or You've thrown both of your blades. You have I know, to hold on like, to one of them my- in order to call it back. But I would just I just assumed that I called it back before I threw the other one. Calling it back as a bonus action, though. No, it's not. It's an interaction, which on the sheet was different. It's like uh, speaking a short phrase, opening a door. All right, I'll double check it, but I'll allow it. So you were able to pull back one of you were able to pull back one of your daggers. One of them still resides in it. No problem. That's it. All right. No, my daggers. <laughs> <laughs> Tricks. What would you like to do, my friend? Oh, I'm just gonna stab this guy again. Okay. Both my. Well, is he? Do I need to climb again to reach him because he moved a bit, or is he still close to me? Um. Yeah, you'd probably have to uh, climb a little bit further. So go ahead and make an athletics check for me. Okay. That is a 21. 
Oh yeah, without a doubt, you're able to scurry up like a little uh, a little marmoset along the branch lines. <laughs> okay, you find a, a position directly in front of it. Um, and that is an eight. Okay. Uh, the first attack, uh, you swing a little bit short as the branch that you're on seems to teeter a little bit, causing you to throw you off balance for but a brief moment. Go ahead and make your second attack. Oh, I can do a second one? I thought I had to climb, so that was using my bonus. Right. That's exactly what happened. Look at you guys. You guys are getting (laughs) so good. Oh, man. Papa's proud. Lucy. Uh... Sitting yeah. at the bottom of the tree, now seeing this new creature appear directly out of the water, sinking, uh, slinking up onto the land and trying to attack your friend Alara. What would you like to do? I feel like they have it. So I am going to <laughs> move closer. Who don't have it? <laughs> Ollie. Hang on, hang on. I can't move my feet. No, I, yep, no. We're just doing this one at a time, guys. We're doing this one at a time. My apologies to chat. Okay. I'm going to move over here. Um, and it seemed to work last time, but I'm running out of second level spell slot, so I'm just going to cast Magic Missile at first level, aiming at the shoulder of... Croc woman. Okay. The uh, three darts um, appear directly in front of you as you send them off one at a time, almost like sending children off to the playground, flying towards the creature. It smashes directly into the ruby red gem on its arm. Go ahead and roll damage for me. 15. I rolled another four. <laughs> All right. Look at Lucy doing damage. Come on, guys. Wow. Well done, Lucy. <laughs> Now, is there anything else Lucy would like to do on his turn? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't think so. I wish I had a cool bonus action I could do, but... Well, you could always say something badass. Oh, wait. I'm going to convert sorcery points with my bonus action. So that's all you need to know is that I did that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Ollie. Seeing the uh, being pushed to the ground um, by the the creature, uh, it stands over top of Alara with a dagger sticking out of its back. What would you like to do? I will use my action to stand up. Okay, you can move movement. You can use half of your movements to stand up, so you don't have to blow an action. Oh, (laughs) I was gonna have a lame move. I will do that then, and, um, shoot, I was just going to brush myself off. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> but now you can do something so much cooler! <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I think Trix is injured, so I'm going to move towards Trix, um, and heal her. Okay. With... Me... Can you move? I can't tell. You did move. Yeah, I just moved them. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, and I will use. Yeah, everyone's been able to move themselves the entire time, and they've just been bullshitting you. <laughs> 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 that 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 uh, that tracks. Okay. That definitely tracks. 
So I did a first level cure wounds, which is 11 because I rolled an eight. All right. Uh, holding on to your holy symbol once more and muttering a small prayer towards Gibble, you put your hand over top of your friend Trix's shoulder. Uh, Trix, you feel a warm, comforting uh, feeling spread throughout your body, emanating from your shoulder. Uh, you receive 12 points of healing. Amazing. 11. <laughs> Sorry, you don't feel that way. You feel about 11 points of of healing done. I had a moral dilemma inside me. I was like, do I let it pass? Like, no, I'll feel bad. And chat will call me out. (laughs) All right. So um, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Ollie? Uh, That I'll brush myself off. All right, fair <laughs> you are no longer filled with dirt, my friend. You're a shiny metal ass. Pavo. Good. Still Did up in the uh, still up in the trees. He is just slightly a little bit higher than you, about 10, 15 feet at this point in time. What would you like to do, my friend? Oh. So he moved out of my range the first time? Uh, yeah, he used disengage to get out of the way and get a little bit closer uh, to the top. All right. all right, is there a... I want to try to then move up to another branch to get a better angle at him. All right, make a perception check for me. Perception? 16. 16, uh, you you get a general sense that there's one branch that might be relatively close within five feet that you'd be able to perch on. Perch? perch, Yeah, perch on. For some reason, my brain wants to say purchase, but I don't know why. I will then reposition myself onto that branch. Okay. Flying down, uh, you you re-perch on top of the branch. The creature is now within five feet, looking very devastated at this point with the attacks that he's ensued. I gave you a chance earlier. Now you've lost it. Hitting him with a spear. Okay. Uh, Dirty 20. Dirty 20 absolutely hits as you slice down once more towards the creature. Go ahead and roll damage for me. Nine points of piercing. With the veracity of your attack, you smash down directly into the center of the creature's chest, splitting the wound that Trix had caused open even further. The creature loses his balance and falls from the tree towards the ground below. Uh, Hang on, I'll let you know. Onto the torch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Up to the torch. <laughs> Hitting the ground with a loud thud, you can see that he seems to be slightly breathing, but having a very difficult time getting back up. Well, I still have movement and a bonus, so I will face just drop down straight on top of him with my talon straight into his chest. Oh. All right, go ahead and make an attack for me. Nice. That is a one of the ki- most kick-ass now, right? finishers. He is prone, so you get advantage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get him! 
Superman land on him. Close. Yeah. <laughs> Knee directly to the chest. Right to the throat. Just That'd be a 26 to hit. Uh, it absolutely hits, my friends. Mm. Lost it. That's a four plus. So nine points of piercing damage with my talent straight into his chest. As you uh, slam down onto the chest, you feel your talons embed into the creature's chest as blood begins to spurt out before you even have the full force of your weight applied to it. Finally, crashing down on the ground, your foot, you feel numerous cracks of ribs underneath your foot as you loudly hear pops beneath his chest. He reaches upwards, struggling to catch his breath for a brief moment, eyes extremely wide before the muscles relax and the movement stops. The eyes remain open as his head tilts to one side. Man, the way you described that made me feel bad for the guy. For I don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why do suck. I feel bad? Sorry. <laughs> He made his oh choice. wait! I know why I feel mm-hmm. bad because I just. <laughs> Dave knows knows why I feel bad. I have how a, much I, movement I have speed? Do you, how much movement speed do you think I took doing that? Uh, flying up, you took ten feet. Then you probably dropped down by about thirty feet. So I'd say probably forty feet. All right, so. I, I'll just stay on top of him. All right. Okay. I'm good. Alcor. Off to one side, you see this creature begin attacking your dear friend, Alara. What would you like to do? I would cast... uh, Magnify Gravity just behind it. So I won't, I won't get Ilara in the, in the sphere. <laughs> I was, gonna I was say. like, oh my. <laughs> and that was, that was I'm a going to save. kill Ilara. That's a con save, yeah. Again. The, you see behind him as the spell begins to take form, it starts to suck uh, bits and pieces of the ground off, uh, off of the turf. The creature fights back against it, able to push himself or herself forward uh, just little by little. Doesn't seem to have an effect, but I believe it's half damage. Yeah, so it's a six. Okay. As small rocks begin and to with my bonus- fly towards her, she uh, shields her eyes for a brief moment. And with my bonus action, I will... Uh... Shoot an arrow at it. Okay. Pulling back on your starlight drawstring once more, letting your arrow loose. As the quiver is empty, that's not one. All right. Oh my God. Uh, the arrow seems to uh, be changed or um, influenced by the gravitational pull of the spell as it seems to almost whip around her directly. She looks over towards you and down towards Lara once more, looking back once up at you. Your soul smells delicious, young one. 
but his is filled with light. It turns its head towards Alcor. As it once again speeds past Alara, now engaging with Alcor. Do I get a, uh, <laughs> get an attack of opportunity? You're, you're prone. <laughs> you Lara's prone? Yeah, she's on her ass right now. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I guess if it landed between my legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did yeah, I yeah. get on the ground? <laughs> I don't think you got back up. You died and just stayed there. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, you yeah. still, then you were still laying down. Give me a second, guys. Give me a second. <laughs> the, wow. Okay. She thrusts her glaive directly towards your midsection, Alcor. And catches you directly in the chest. You take 21 points of piercing damage as it hit you directly and perfectly in the stern, moving a little too quickly for what you're used to. I'm sorry, my friend, I rolled a natural 20 on that one. And I'm on score, and I'm I'm down. What? You're ha- oh yeah, because well, because Ilara is because Alara hit him. Alara hit him with two thing. You guys are surprised this happens every battle. Well, I, don't, I forgot. I forgot <laughs> so I that Alper got forgot, hurt. <laughs> I forgot that Ilara had hit him. Okay, 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 okay. It's okay. We can get we can get him up. She licks her lips for but a brief moment now intently looking on you almost as if you're food your soul smells so sweet using her next attacks she plunges her hands down into your chest and begins to tear open your midsection no You lose two death saving throws. No! Alara, change the time back! Can you? Wait! No, <laughs> can you force a reroll? <laughs> there was I mean, no reroll. I have a reaction, but there is no roll. I don't. Did he roll for it? It's already passed. A reaction oh. happens instantaneously. That Not was before instantaneous? I roll damage. If this is the second text, it would only be on this one, not the first one. The second uh, attack, I, I mean, I can re-roll, but he has advantage of an al- unconscious Alcor laying on the ground uh, right now. Shit. Yeah. Well, just try. So if you want I'll me try. to roll a, de- a, a natural <laughs> yep. 20 again, then... <laughs> yeah, well, what are the odds? No, re-roll, right? It's, it's advantage. All right. Wait, 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 wait. It's not my call. It's Ilara's call. <laughs> 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 yeah, don't blame me. <laughs> I feel like I feel like she would try and help, so I'll I'll try and force a reroll. I wouldn't know any of the numbers or anything like that as Alara, so I'll try and okay. force a reroll. Bending time at your will, it begins to spur around once again, looking at the shock on your friends' face faces. I don't like that look. Look at his face. I know he's like <laughs> too much joy. 
Roll so that many would be no, a come on. one. Twenty-five to hit. Oh yeah, my okay. god! It's everybody. Wow. It doesn't seem to have an effect. As okay. you watch for a second time, this creature rip into your friend's rib cage. Do it one more time. Stop! 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 replaying, watching. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Alara, Alara, what would you like to do? Mm. Um. Fall. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I am just going to fucking say, you fucking bitch. And I'm going to throw a chromatic orb um, at second level. Um, I'll use, I guess, fire damage. Are the crystals still working on that, on this monster thing? Or do we destroy them? Uh, crystals are still operational on this creature. Okay. I will target the, the crystals then. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. That is. Uh, first off, make uh, a perception check for me, because yours isn't an automatic okay. hit. Okay. Uh, that's a twenty-two for perception. Okay. Okay, and that was I. Do you want me to re-roll again my first roll? Uh, no. You can go ahead. Uh, what was your first roll? It was a 21 to hit. A 21. Um, catching the target of the crystal on the creature's arm, you focus all of your energies towards that, blasting your chromatic orb against it. It hits the creature directly in the shoulder. Go ahead and roll damage for me, please. Uh, it's 19 points of fire damage. Okay. The creature is blasted in the back as a fireball seems to cascade over the uh, creature's back. Part of her hair now catching on fire for a brief moment, as well as some of his of her garments. She is looking uh, relatively beat up at this point. Is there anything else you'd like to do on I will your turn? Stand up. <laughs> Good call. Good idea. <laughs> we'll stand up. I've done that in my head so many times. It must be the time magic. <laughs> uh, just like before she gets attacked or something, I would have lost my concentration on the shield, right? When I got proned. Correct. So she doesn't have that anymore. Correct. Okay. Eli, only having uh, one of your daggers at this moment as it still sticks out the back of the creature. What would you like to do? Um, can, did I, did I see Alcor go down? I'm assuming yes, but I'm pretty far um, away. Yeah, I would say that you saw him fall. You didn't necessarily see him get hit. Okay. So I am going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. I'm going to go over here uh, for my movement. I'm going to use my interaction to will the dagger back. Okay. And then I am going to... Stri uh, strike. That is a another twenty-eight to hit. Twenty-eight absolutely hits. You, you hit the back of the creature once more. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, technically, it's not engaged 
right now because Alcor is unconscious, so you don't get okay. sneak attack damage on it. No sneak attack. So then that's just going to be 10. Okay. And then I am going to use my bonus action uh, to will the dagger back again. But does okay. it, if it's an interaction, can I use it as a bonus action or no? Considering you've used the it twice, I'm going to say that for the second one, it would have taken a bonus action because you've already taken an interaction to pull it out the first time. Yeah. So. Okay, so I just have one dagger, so I'll use my bonus action to hide then. Okay. Hiding off into the bushes once again. Tricks high above the treetops, watching the creature fall down below. <laughs> what would you like to do? My god. Did um, I tell you damage? Did I give you the the, the damage? Sorry. Yeah, you said Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah. Um I am going to just I'm gonna just stay in this tree and shoot my sling at it from here. Okay. Go ahead and make an arranged attack a ranged attack for me. Oh, you should be Oh god, you disappeared in Pavo. Pavo should be on top of this creature. You should be over here somewhere. <laughs> the whole map is all fucked up. God damn, okay, we're good. This is good enough. Just like move your wings out of the way. <laughs> move your shit out of my way. I got my foot uh, in his chest. I'm not in the tree anymore. <laughs> oh, right. I'm twelve to hit. Uh, the pulling back on your sling and trying to fire it forward, there's a bit of too much uh, foliage in your way as it almost makes its way through the tree line, bouncing off a small branch and falling down beside the torch below. All right. Just shake my head. All right. That's all. Ollie, what would you like to do, my friend? Okay, there's, there's nothing I can do for Alcor this turn, so I'm gonna just make my way over to him. 5, 10, 15, 20, I think you 25. My turn. Thir oh, yeah, he oh, definitely yeah. did. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. hold on. I'll go Sorry, next. I can, I, can, I can do that next. <laughs> okay, I'll just uh, go there and then um, blaster with a level 2. Um, guiding bolt. Okay. Holding on to your holy symbol, you conjure the words of Gibble and say a small prayer as the bolt seems to emanate over top of your head, almost like a guardian angel looking down upon all of you. It strikes forth towards the creature. Go ahead and roll an arranged attack for me. 17. The blast hits the creature in the back as it lurches forward just for a brief moment. Go ahead and roll damage for me. Three. Uh, where did it go? There. Um, 16 damage. Okay. The radiant damage scorches across the back of the creature, causing it significant damage as it begins to waver for a brief second. It looks as if it's about to fall to the ground as the gem begins to pulsate once more. You watch as 
some of its wounds begin to heal itself on its back. The dagger spits itself out of its shoulder blade as it turns and looks towards Ollie. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, my friend? Uh, Bonus action, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. Okay. The shield... Actually, no, I can't do that. Hold on. I can't do that. Like, that's two spells in one turn. I'm going to do nothing. Okay. Lucy, what would you like to do, my friend? Okay. Um, It's not... If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Um, So I'm going to just start walking behind Ollie, using him as a human shield. Uh, He's a Um, Warforged (laughs) shield. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to cast my last second level magic missile at second level. Does that ruin the advantage on the guiding bolt? And I'm aiming for the shoulder. Oh, yeah, wait. Does that mess with the guiding bolt? No, because he's not rolling attack. I literally Uh, looked that up and then didn't ask anyone. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. And that is going to be another So 20 to the shoulder. Wow. Okay. And I've match rolled every magic missile tonight. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You're you're MVP in terms of damage tonight, my friend. Well done. Very well done. Who would have thunk? The three... um, (laughs) The three bolts of light emanate once again from your hand as they fly outward, smashing directly into the side of the creature. As it does, you watch as the crystal itself shatter and burst into small pieces as each of them fall to the ground. Pavo, what would you like to do, my friend? Okay, creatures within 60 feet of me, correct? It is. Okay. When a fly start flying straight towards the creature, on my way there, once I get to about... Hang on, let me just give you... Let me just fix this, let me fix this. It's all good. (laughs) All right, we're good. Technical difficulties over, I think. Oh, all right, now I have it. All right. As I'm flying towards it, about right here as I'm flying, pulling out one of my um, darts and launching it at her with my bonus action. Okay. 19. 19 absolutely hits. Okay. Use that as a Kensei shot. So that's (coughs) nice. Eight plus five. 13 points of damage, piercing. 13? Mm Mm-hmm. The dart strikes into the back of the creature. As As it does, you see a brief moment of opportunity in front of you. Completely unstoppable at this point. Pavo, I would like you to describe your kill. After the yes. dart, I'm flying straight towards it with the spear in hand, and I'm going to land right on top of its back, shoving the spear through its back of its neck straight through it. 
Gladiator kill. Hell yeah. (laughs) As you pass the spear directly through the front of its jugular, it's so much strength and veracity behind it that it pierces down into the ground below it. The creature slowly slops down on top of it as you watch its muscles begin to give way. It slumps over the top of the spear, dead. Somebody Alcor. Needs to heal Alcor. Yeah, I don't <laughs> You have one last death saving throw, my friend, before anyone can get to you. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> you could die right now. <laughs> <sighs> The three? Oh god. Here if I can turn my time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh no. 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 As the creature slops down over top. A few of you make your way over to Alcor. Blood gurgles out of his mouth. He reaches up towards Alara for a brief moment, holding on to her arm, unable to say anything. Alara, you look down at your friend. You try and convince yourself that everything's okay, but you know it's not. Is there any last words you'd like to say to Alcor? Oh my god. How am I gonna I'm like I can't do this? How am I gonna do this? I'm not ready to say goodbye. Alcor with one last lung full of air. Is there anything else you'd like to say to Alara? Uh, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> uh, I, I tried to say something. I put my hand on her shoulder and my throat filled up with blood and nothing comes out. Taking the easy way out even in death. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Shouldn't be left. Sorry, I wasn't ready for this. Alara, Alcor holds onto your shoulder for a moment, trying to speak some kind of words. Okay. But instead, just smiles at you one last time before his hand falls off your shoulder, limp to the ground. As he closes his eyes one last time. 
and I think this is probably a good time to take a short break. So Shit. that Dave can think about what he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If we can get a few RIPs in chat for Alcor, it would be very much appreciated. But with that said, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back to continue our story. Well, most of us. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, <geez. laughs> Let the body cool first, man. Wow. <laughs> too soon, too soon. <laughs> As always, we, uh, he was, uh, we take questions on chat of our campaign, any of the characters or anything along those lines. For all of you that have subbed or followed along the way, thank you so much once again. Cross the streams, Mystic Robot, as well as Infamous Bob, and our good new friend, AC Delvers. Thank you for all of your support. We'll be back in a few short minutes, so stay tuned. And we're back. So, um, a little, uh, a little stoic, a little so somber moment for the loss of our friend Alcor. Um, looking at some of the questions in chat over top, um, Dave, how does it feel to kill the first PC of the campaign? I typically don't have a problem with killing characters. Um, this one I do have a problem with. I really love all of the characters that are in the current campaign. Um, they hold a little bit more of a special place to, for me. So this one, this one kind of sucks. This one kind of sucks, but it is part of the game. Um, and the game must go on. Um, Cross to Streams asks, DM Dave, do you do the maps yourself? They are pretty awesome. Uh, I do not do them myself. Uh, I actually, there is a wonderful uh, artist named uh, Dr. Mapzo. Uh, you can find him on Patreon. Uh, he's uh, He's been uh, more than happy and willing to allow us to share his maps on our stream, so thank you very much to Dr. Mapzo for that. Um, and I, if you do or are looking for battle maps of any kind, I would highly recommend checking him out. He's got tons of maps for tons of different places, uh, and he's more than happy to create maps for you based on suggestions that he has. So, those are the only questions we have for tonight. Let's get back to the game. As Alara kneels over top of the body of Alcor, tears begin streaming down her face. The rest of you, all standing over top, of your now fallen comrade. What would you like to do? Um, Alara, Alara is just 
uh, she's just gonna lie down next to him, even though he's like ripped open and there's blood everywhere. And she's going to just put her head on his chest and take his arm and wrap it around her and just lay there. I'd like to uh, kneel beside the body and put my hand on his on his shoulder and be like, my friend, we were just getting to know you and you've died too soon and we could really use your help. I've appreciated you helping out the party even when I couldn't with your healing when I was unable to. And I would like to cast funeral rites on him and say, may you rest in peace. A glimmer begins to appear over top of the body. You all watch as a bit of soil begins to move over top of him, solidifying almost as a beautiful crystal being condensed like that into a diamond. Flowers begin to appear all around his resting body. I guess while that's happening, Eli will just guide Ilara off so that it can happen. I'm not moving. But then is she also entombed? Or how does that work? It just goes around her and underneath her? The, The crystal begins to slowly push her slightly away from the body where she now seems to be holding on to the diamond that is now Alcor. I'll take the flowers out of my bag that I took from the um, the other place there, and I'll put them around and say that we will miss you, Alcor. I'll put them around him with the other flowers. Placing the flowers into the ground, they begin to vibrate their tendrils together once more, singing a mournful symphony all around. Eli will just try to comfort Ilara. What am I, what am I gonna do? I'm just gonna keep saying it's okay. It's okay. We'll be okay. Is it though? Is it? While they're doing that, I'm going to take one of my bathrobes and cover the wound so we don't have to look at it. Isn't it covered? I I think it's covered. Oh, it is? Okay. I'm going to take my bathrobe and put it around the Lara's shoulders. Yeah. I'll tell, I'll tell the Lara it's you're, we're with us. We're family now. It's going to be okay. It doesn't feel okay right now, but I promise you it's going to be okay. It feels like I've, feels like I've lost everything. You have us. We're here. We're going to take care of you. That's right. And I'm going to give her a hug from behind. Just over the collarbone hug. I'll walk over. I'll kneel down next to her. 
just kind of put my hand on her shoulder. Yeah. I'm going to, like, nod over to everyone else to join in. It was an honor to stand next to Alcor and consider him a friend. We will all miss him. Alara will just, I guess, put her hand on this now crystal and just say, um, thank you for the time that you gave to me. And thank you for being my best friend. The crystal begins to move closer to the skin of Alcor. As it seems. I, like, is it too hard to, like, get to his body? As the crystal moves closer, it seems to move through the clothing, almost becoming a second skin to Alcor. Saying your final goodbyes, the diamond pulls the body directly into the ground as his clothes and belongings lay on top of the grave. Say, um, I'm gonna miss you, and uh, she'll take uh, she'll take his stuff. You collect his belongings. I'll, I'll, I'll try to help her up, get on her feet, and just kind of like steady her. I'll get the other side. Guys, I think those were the archaeologists that did something did this to them. Did you see or do you see her necklace? I did find it odd that they looked nothing alike and yet they were calling each other brother and sister. You yeah. might be right about this. They might be disformed. Yeah. And that means so there's a third. I don't know, but there's a third archaeologist. I go back over to the corpse and rip off the necklace off of it, and then also pull my deck, my dart, out of its back. Okay. Collecting your belongings, including Eli, collecting her his spear, moving away from the now resting place of Alcor. The mist seems to part for a brief moment as sunlight begins to cascade down on top of the funeral mound. As more beautiful flowers begin to grow from the soil almost immediately, as if the universe is also saying a last goodbye. With that, I would like to raise a glass to our good friend Alcor. 
Sir Hawk, good timing for a hydrate, my friend. Cheers to our fallen companion. And also a thanks to Mystic Robot to get us out of the mood. Everybody, time to get up. Acrobatics check for all of us. Let's stretch it out, guys. Stretch it out. Stretch, stretch it loose. Let's get past this. Oh. All right. Piece of shit. Hey, I stood up. Talking to him. Listen, Six, you said you needed a good cry. <laughs> As you begin to walk over to the creature, still standing from being impaled by Pavo's spear, you reach down to the belt loop where you saw the strange sigil of the Hawkins Institute prior. You pull it off to inspect it a little bit further. And without question, it is in fact the sigil of the Hawkins Institute. Yep. Something did this to them, I bet. Yeah, the question is, where is that thing? Probably in the temple. Yeah, isn't there a third we're supposed to be looking for? Uh Uh-huh. Was there? Yeah, there's three of them. So which ones did we find? Well, one's a male and one's a female, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, based on the names, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. I mean, one's one's named Thomas, so... Torin, Yellow Wolf, and Thomas. Torin and Yellow Wolf could really be... Yeah. Hi there. I'm gonna collect. I'm guessing the, they don't have the any identification. And hold on to him. Well, I grab the one off of the first, the big corpse. Okay, I'll grab the one off the uh, other one. Okay. Um, you uh, scour the the body for a brief moment. Doesn't take you long to find an identical crest. Seems messed up given the circumstances, but did I find anything else on it by chance? <laughs> so I feel like I shouldn't be looting right now, but <laughs> can't break character, my friend. Can't break character. Um, you do find um, what look to be a few short swords, two short swords that sit to the side. Um, as well as the small remnants of the crystals that were once embedded into his arm. Hey, do those look like the sending stone? Comparing the the two, yeah, comparing the two, they have a very different cut to them. It's not the same shade uh, as the Sending Stone seems to be a little bit more purple than the reddish ruby that sits in front of you. Do they have, um, does either body have a Sending Stone on it? Because if not, then we can still use it to probably communicate with the third. Uh, 
make an investigation check for me. Okay. 16. 16. Looking through the larger female, um, you see that the leather vest that she was wearing over top has a few pockets in it. Patting them down, you feel a slight bulge, and as you do, reaching into the pocket, you find the identical sending stone. Well, that confirms it. This is them. Hmm. Well, whatever did this to them is in the ruins. We need to be very careful, because if they could do this to this party, then imagine what this bigger monster might do. Well... It's so it could be possible that it was just those crystals that were embedded in their arm. It's just something that they found in the temple that did this to them. That's true. So if we find red object. crystals, we should probably do our best to avoid it. Okay. Do we even need to? Need to what? Need to go into this temple. Yeah, That's true. Point. Maybe we should avoid it. There's an artifact in there. How do you know? Because that's what they're looking for. And if they came into contact with something this dangerous, my guess is they found it. That's true. Fine, let's go get it, and Alara will start walking. Whoa, 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 whoa. Eli will run to catch up with her. Um, how's everyone, well, do we need, do we maybe want to sit with Alcor for a little bit longer and rest a bit? Are you feeling ready to go? Not at all. You're not feeling ready to go? So why don't we sit no. down? So, okay, let's sit I'm down in. for a second. How does everybody else feel about that? Uh, I could I rest a good for a idea. while. Yeah. It's best that we calm our emotions before we move yeah. forward. I'm calm, Pavo. I understand, but you're still upset. I know okay. I don't expect you to get over it this quickly, but before we venture forward, you need to be in clear mind. I'll like Fine. take Alara by the hand and I'll just like sit her beside, um, I don't know, I guess Alcor, where Alcor is resting. As you reach out to grab Alara's hand, you're about 30 feet away from the entrance of the ruins. None of you have noticed, but Eli, you now realize the back of both of your Alara and hand, your and Alara's hands are now glowing. I'll hold it up to the rest of the group. So we look at my hand. Yeah. Check out my chest. <laughs> While your chest does not seem to be glowing, the rest of the party's hands, where the mark of the mortal champions have been placed, are all glowing. My chest isn't glowing? Your chest is not glowing. <gasps> not a part of the team, guys. Very interesting. Can I just, like, glance over to Alcor's body and see if his hand is glowing? Alcor has been fully saturated at this point in time. His body now being pulled directly into the ground. So we just see a bed of flowers? 
of beautiful flowers, the kind of which you've never seen before. I'll take, I'll take a flower. As you pick the flower, a slight smile crosses your face for but a brief moment. As you look at the petals of the flower, they seem to have the same starry field as you've seen of your friend many times before. So, um, for like mechanical purposes, are we taking, we're taking a short rest or? Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do we need a short rest or do we need like a long rest? I mean, we just have hands on what's in there. Yeah. Like if we're fighting something, I'm low on spell slots. Uh, I could probably recover with my hit dice. Um, yeah, I got seven health and I need a. I need something. Okay. Is it safe to take a long rest here? What? Short rest. Okay. Well, just. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. I... Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I, yeah. I say I know, maybe but... we just short rest. And I just don't. Take... Like. Yeah, I've still got a few spell slots. Lucy, how is your magic levels? Not great. Um, That's what I'm saying. I could do do one more second level and three first levels. I I wouldn't be going in there. I feel like hit points, but I don't even know if a short rest helps with spell slots and stuff. I feel like it's isn't it more dangerous to go in there without a long rest than it would be to just risk it risk a long rest out here. I feel like you're kind of right. If we go well, in without a what long if rest, we... it's the same thing as attacking it, attacking us with yeah. a long rest. What if we just, sleeping. yeah, we can have someone take watch. Like, I'm fine. I, I didn't get hit. Yeah, I can so, take watch. Yeah. What if I'd we just rotate too. taking watch and then, yeah, we'll long rest? Is there anywhere yeah. we can look for like some shelter? Can I make a perception check? If you do take a long rest now, you will risk the possibility of missing Birdie in the morning. Ooh. All right, let's just short rest and we'll okay. just be careful. And look, if we get into trouble, we just leave. This shit isn't worth this. So we'll just if leave. We, if we can leave. Okay. Um, while we're while we're short resting, Eli wants to take that um, that necklace, that sapphire and ruby necklace that I found on the ship, um, like first episode, and he wants to cut it in half. Okay. Splitting the necklace into two, you now hold two parts. And then he's going to give the other part to Ilara. And then ask if she can make a bracelet out of it. I think so. Yeah, you have your jeweler's tools, no? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Okay, Alara, roll, roll a d20 and add your proficiency to it for me. Uh, 15. 15. It doesn't take you too long to um, utilize the kit to which you have, adding a few clasps to both ends of it. You and now I'll have... hold his wrist out. Oh, sorry, go ahead. You hold in front of you now a two bracelets, one with a sapphire and one with a ruby. So Eli will hold his hand out or his wrist out and he'll say, see, family. Thanks, Eli. That he'll give her a hug. Yeah. (laughs) Laura will give Eli a hug. All right. Really nice of you. Also, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Trix. Oh, also, while we're short resting, I'm gonna... I'm gonna wander a bit away from everyone, and then I'm gonna... Just a little (laughs) bit, I can still see them. And I'm gonna be like, what the fuck, Fergus? I could have helped. I could have helped prevent Alcor's death. What's wrong with you? As you say this, in the confines of your own space away from your party, smoke begins to billow out of the bottle. Now seeing in front of you a figure with bright, almost light blue skin appear. A white head wrap around the top of its head. Very sharp features with four canine teeth that seem to shimmer as it smiles towards you. So now you want to talk? Yeah. (laughs) Of course. I thought that would get your attention. Beatrix, you and I made an agreement. You told me... we did. ...that you would find me an avatar. I'm working on it. We're getting closer. I'm trying to talk to people here. Do you These not archaeologists think I'm are looking watching, for stuff. Do you not think I'm watching at all times? You've no, made no inquiries. That child would have been a perfect vessel for me. Beatrix, these are your choices. I grant you my powers so that you will obey. Don't obey, and I take those away from you. Look, I Learn thought you were looking place, for... Satya. I thought you were looking for the means to create a new body. I didn't know you wanted to take someone else's. Create my own, take someone else's? I have no qualms either way. I need to be on the material plane. All right. All right. Find me something that is suitable for me. Or, if that's not what you wish anymore, I'm happy to leave. All right, I'm working on it. If you give me my powers back and my access to the spells, I can get there quicker. You have quite the silver tongue, my young friend. 
I will give you a fortnight. And as the promise I gave you in the first place, I will give you unimaginable power, unimaginable influence, and with it comes unimaginable wealth. Of course, that's what you're looking for, is it not? Absolutely. Well, then our agreement stands. I will allow you my powers. Don't forget your place. This is not a kinship in any way. Hey, I don't need any more friends. Nor do I. It's business, that's all. Business it is then. And the apparition turns back to smoke before billowing back into the bottle. As it, the lid caps off once more, almost as if on its own. You feel a quick rush of adrenaline throughout your veins. You feel your powers reimbued. All right, I will walk back to the group. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would also like to do something. Um, I would like to just like find a little spot and take out this scimitar I found back when we were, you know, looting pirates. And also 50 gold coins and just start forging something. Use my uh, my artisan's blessing to start making some chain mail. For me? I didn't say for who. <laughs> <laughs> putting the materials down in front of you and removing your holy symbol, putting it directly in the center. You close your eyes for a brief moment and say a prayer towards Gibble. Go ahead and make a a d20 adding your what's your spell casting ability? I believe it's wisdom. Uh... Yeah, wisdom plus five. Go ahead and add your modifier to it. Okay. What the hell? Eight. You try and focus on reconstituting the molecular structure, although you don't really understand what that means. But you put your faith towards your crafting. A bright light begins to emanate over top of everything as lines begin to intersect over top in a very geometric shape. The scimitar disappears in front of you and reconstitutes itself as four long sheets of chainmail. While it doesn't create the armor itself, 
You now have the materials needed to create it. Okay. A bit of exhaustion overtakes you for a brief moment. As you feel the metallic spiritual hand touch your shoulder, knowing that Gibble is there with you. it for now. All right. So, if you would all like to roll whatever hit dies you're going to be utilizing for your short rest, go ahead and heal yourself up. And is there anything else anyone would like to do? Um, if I... If I have time, I guess I'll work on that thing that I was working on before. <laughs> Put some more time into it. Given the um, time it took you to create the bracelets, that would probably be the full amount uh, of time needed. Okay. Hmm. I think that's it for me. But Eli is thinking about how he, Alcor saved his life. So he's very sad and solemn. While waves of emotion of different variety cascade like waves over top of you, not just Eli, but the entire party, you have moments of focus, realizing that there is a quest at hand that needs to be completed, but feeling the mourning and grief of a lost friend. You all stand once again and begin to make your way towards the entrance of the ruins. As you grow closer, the overall architecture is very archaic, almost barbaric in a sense. It is not intricate in any way, almost like the sigils and the crafting of these ruins were done out of force and not done out of dexterity. A single archway resides in the center of the front of the temple. Complete blackness is seen through the archway. Well, together then? Ollie, do you have any more of those torches? I'll uh, check it for traps first. Good question. Go ahead and make an investigation check for me, Eli. I do have another torch. Ten. Then you would want to help? <laughs> looking at the 
the exterior of the archway, checking the sides and perimeters of it. If there were any traps, they would be decayed and decrepit at this time. Does it seem safe, Eli? Hmm? Does it seem safe? Yep, safe. Just dark. Should I throw my torch in to see no. what's down there? Don't throw okay. it! Just hold, I'll hold it and I'll walk first if you like. Why do you like uh, throwing torches so much, Holly? Uh, you know, I like saving my energy to heal. Um. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know. Lucy has light. Is it a cantrip? I do. Whisker. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is a cantrip, yes. Um, so I will just cast. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna really quickly pluck one of Pablo's feathers and cast light on it. You would not do that. <laughs> I'm, try. I'm gonna try. I will react and prevent him. Try to reaction to stop him from doing. That. Oh my god! All right, oh we'll god. do this. We'll do this as grapple. Right uh, give me a dex and or and or strength save. Dex. That'll be a 23. Lucy? I can't even. I can't. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> Never know. You could do not 20. Oh, you can. What's your modifier? Oh, Lucy. Oh. Lucy. Actually, and I reach into my bag of holding and I pull out the Pavel feather that Alcor gave to me. Alcor Perfect. gave this to me. He was going to have me make something, but it's not really doesn't As matter anymore. It everyone is happen. about to enter into the temple itself. Lucy slyly tries to move up behind Pavo with a finger, two fingers reached out in order to pluck a tail feather. Pavo immediately realizes what's happening, always being aware of his surroundings, looks back to Lucy and gives a very brief but stern look towards him. Lucy then backs off a little bit before before Alara offers the tail feather that Alcor had once given her. If you don't mind, though, when you're done with it, if you like, you can keep it. But if you don't want it, I'd I'd like it back. How about you just keep it, and you can cast the light spell on to, on the on the spear. Well, that's not that does as fun. seem like more fun. Oh, guys! Feel like people could use a little pick me up, Pavo. <laughs> don't mind, and I'm just gonna take the feather and I <laughs> cast light on it, and I hand it to Pavo. <laughs> and now it's as light as a feather. All that set up for a pun. Guys, I killed the wrong character. I totally. I thought it wasn't gonna have a. I was like, don't light the spear. Oh man. Oh god. Okay. I hate hate you, Lucy. (laughs) I know. I know. Pavo, don't. Not right now. As Pavo holds on to the feather and walks in towards the tomb, light begins to emanate all around its interior. As you begin to look around, you see 
the same almost caveman-like architecture on the interior. Looking around the room, there seems to be a few vases and columns that are spread out through what would look like the reception area of the temple itself. As you all begin to look around, you see slight movement in the way of a foot being pulled back behind one of the further columns. Did you guys see that? Yep. Well, let's go figure out what it is. That could be a person in trouble. Doubtful. Hiding in the shadows? Yeah. It's dark down here. What are they doing? Can they hear us? <laughs> They're not very far, right? Very echoey in here. <laughs> I'll just say, yo, we see you. Hi. <laughs> Hi. We Hello. mean you no harm, unless you mean us harm. You receive no response. Did I go talk to them? Move closer. Definitely not by yourself. Yep. As Pavo continues to move into the center of the room, Alara pushes past, walking to where the column was, where the foot shot out from behind. As you turn towards to face the other side of the column, you see a young boy sitting there. Stained blood and dried bits seem to cling to his overall exterior. His clothes tattered and dirty. As you turn the corner, he looks towards you. Please, please don't, don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. No, no, no. We're, we're friends. We're friends. (laughs) We're not here to, to do anything like that. Get down on a knee in a, basically in a non-aggressive stance, basically just kneeling to show him that we're not here to harm him. Oh, hold on, hold on. Who the hell is he? What's your name? Yeah. He scurries back a little bit from the confrontational nature of Eli. Please, it it was a mistake. I'm sorry. It was a mistake. I'm sorry. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Don't send the twins. Don't send the twins in here. They're they're dead. I think we took care of them. Who are you? And what are you doing here? They're dead. They're dead. What's they didn't name? look like twins either. The the young boy is incredibly shaken at this point. He raises his head towards you all. My my my, my name is Thomas. I I came here with my friends, Yellow Fence and Torin. It's it's my fault. It's my fault. What did I didn't mean to. What happened? I'm such a coward. Calm down. Tell us what happened. Walk us through it. What? My friends and I are part of a group called the Hawkins Institute. We search for artifacts of different kinds. We were told 
by a man that we should come here and that there would be a treasure here that would make our name within the Institute. We're just new. You have to understand we're new. Who told you that? I... I... I don't remember what my friend said. Our, our handler within the group, Sir Hawk, he said he met a man in a bar who offered a map to a treasure that would make our name in everything. He, His name was... I don't remember his name. He called himself Uncle something. Uncle... What? Darius? Oh, brother. Uncle Darius. That's what he called himself. How did you know that? I'm familiar. We're friends. I'm friends with him. Are you still friends with him? <laughs> he told us to come anymore. here. We thought it Did he it say would... what you were looking for? He said it was a relic unlike anything it was the things that our masters and our seniors look for we would have been we would have made a name for ourselves did you so find what, it so what happened here we we got to the temple and we entered we thought nothing of it we approached the door and he points towards a door that's situated in the back center of the room, adjacent to the archway that leads within. You now see two faces on either side, that of masks or carvings. The masks, they they spoke to us. They told us some riddle, some something. I, I was too afraid. I couldn't do it. I, I was too afraid. Couldn't do what? Talk to them? I couldn't enter. Did they my enter? My friends entered. They were so brave. They were so brilliant. They were... They overcome what stood in front of them. The tests that stood in front of them. They solved the riddle. They made it. They made it to the other side. There was a... a beautiful gleaming axe that sat atop of a pedestal on the other side. I could see it clear as day. But... the map that Torin held onto began to glow. It burned like cinders. And then there was a man or a woman, I don't know. They wore all black. Something that they did, a spell or a ritual or an experiment, I don't know. They changed my friends. They changed my friends to strange creatures and I couldn't help them. I stood there as a coward in pain. I couldn't help them. It's not your fault. The man, the armored man, left with the axe, and they tore out of the building. Uh, Was the armor black? Like, jet black? The blackest I've ever seen. 
that's okay. So he has he has the axe. Whoever they are, we were such fools. Well, you guys didn't know. You were given no information. We should have known better. We're too young. We're too stupid. I th- I would say that that's not accurate considering how far you've gotten. With a map given to us by a stranger in a bar. We were used. Hey, that's happened to us before. Yep. It worked out really great. And I'll elbow Lucy. You guys took want, your shot. I just wanted to go home. So the accident. I'll take you home. We'll bring you home. We'll bring you back to the Hawkins Institute. Yep. You're going home. You're okay. We're going back there anyways, since there's nothing here for us. Yep. Yep. Can you tell us where he went? Did you see which direction he went when he left? Or did you just see him leave the- go out the door? He vanished. He vanished? Just poof into thin air? As quickly as he came. Hmm. I just want to go home. Yeah, we'll take you home. I guess we can go now. Insight check. Make an insight check for me. Laying it on a little thick. <laughs> He's a kid. You just is saw. He? Is he it's, a kid? Yeah, is he? Into monsters. Kids are natural <laughs> twenty. <laughs> for twenty-three. Wow. We'll know for sure. <laughs> Looking at the young man. He's, you watch over top of his movements, over and beyond the words that he speaks. He is a young man who has suffered a, an extreme tragedy. There's no doubt about it. Still don't trust it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Eli will uh, help like him out. Asshole. I will brush him off. As you bring the young man to his feet, he holds on to you for a lack of energy or a lack of will. You, Are you okay? Do you, does he need food or like? Does he need to get him out of here? Yeah. Yeah. Is he strong enough for the journey? Hmm. How about we could just fly him? I can try. I'm more, cur- I'm okay. more curious if we should, uh, should we be checking past that door for any kind of information? Do we have any reason to go past that door? We should Actually, investigate we it. Because in every other tune, I'm looking down at my hand. Is it still glowing? Your hand is still glowing. Let's go talk to the it's champion. It's possible that we can awaken one of the champions to see if they have any more information for us before we leave this. Good call. Yes. Keeping in mind that the glowing sigil represents the tomb of the champion and not the champion itself. 
so far every other tomb has had a champion so we have no reason not to believe there wouldn't be one here yeah i feel like we would check know. okay yeah, but, now you um, gotta come up with a riddle, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna approach the door while Eli's helping the kid. Okay. As you approach the door, two wall torches seem to burst to life. As the two faces of the carved mask look up towards you. But that, my friends, is a story for another time. Damn. I feel like we fucked up. Oh, we all made it here in one piece. We're good. Yeah. But, I don't know. Did, I feel like he hinted. You know? he, he hinted. <laughs> he hinted? At what? Yeah, he hinted he was like... It, it it represents or sorry the sigil glows oh yeah with the tomb not the champion so he's basically yeah. telling us that the champion's not there yeah no. so we could whatever well, maybe the they'll be short even if the champion's not there like maybe there's you know evidence maybe they got a false with... relic and not the real one well now we gotta no. deal with the twins <laughs> We already dealt with the twins yeah, no the hurt. original twins the original twins the two masks oh well they're just going uh, to ask us a riddle I'm so really you have to pick your partner. Riddles. Who do you want to be? <laughs> who do you want to be turned Famous into like an evil words. demon with? Yeah, but the, <laughs> oh, the um, night figure, the ones that turned those people into demon figures, and not the masks. That's I think I it was the masks. It, it it just like links up. There's two masks, two it people. Was the one that a scroll came or something. Yeah, it sounded out. like it was the guy in the black. Yeah. But then again, that's also what the kid thought. So we don't know if his oh, Lucy's perspective there. Is... If he's having hesitant, I'll kick him in. You know, uh, <laughs> I want <laughs> me and Ollie to turn into evil people. <laughs> <laughs> but when you were saying feed if he's hungry, I was about to turn to Alcorn and ask for a berry. <laughs> Oh, oh the feels, the feels, no. oh, right in the feels. That's awkward. I had to stop myself. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, also, it wasn't the mask because he said that he yeah. did the riddles and defeated them. Yeah, I just re, I just reread Aston. it. Yep. So, yeah. So we it might was be the guy. Yeah. Well. With that said, to our wonderful viewers out there, thank you so much for continuing on with our fun little story that we're doing. Maybe not so fun tonight. Might have been a little dark, but, uh, you know, sometimes that's what happens in D&D. You know, it's, uh, you follow the rules and not everybody makes it out alive sometimes. So uh, we'll spend the week reminding ourselves of our good friend Alcor and hopefully we get to see a new character potentially next week that joins us. With that said though, uh, thank you once again for everybody for watching. Thank you for all the bits, the subs, the follows. If you're not following us now, us now I highly recommend uh, giving us a follow because we're only getting into the crux of our story today, my friends. It's all starting to come together slowly but surely, and there is much, much, much more to come. But with that said, 
to all the adventurers out there, I offer you one piece of advice. Be careful out there. You can trip. We'll see you in the next one, guys. Take care. Have a great week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.